0: The Audio Vault on one San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by A.A. Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's the R.J. Ochoa Show on one San Antonio Sports Star. What's going on in Jerry's world? What's the latest from Cowboy Camp? Find out right here, Friday mornings at 7.30 and 9.30 with the manager and editor-in-chief of Blogging the Boys, R.J. Ochoa. Here's Robin Rudy. It is R&R with the addition of a third. R.J. Ochoa, it is time for his show on his special day. Let's all gather together and wish <laughs> our young friend R.J. Ocho a happy birthday, happy my birthday, brother. We're brother. so glad you took some time out of what will be a surely a fun-filled day of breakfast in bed and all the things you deserve.
1: Thanks a lot, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, I'm not in bed; it's breakfast time, so that's an interesting uh, thing to start off with. Well, you could have had central, breakfast uh, already. Um, you um, and I've been I don't up for think hours. So. Yeah, uh, I will say I have gone and checked on, I've never done this before, first time, the brisket that I put in at nice. last night, uh, so uh, it's at 12 hours now, haven't, I haven't checked on the brisket itself. What's your once. temp? Um, it's at 200, been at 200. Oh, you're getting close,
0: hours. you're getting close.
1: Yeah. So um, What are you going to, 205? Sure.
0: You're going to take it to 205?
1: Not quite. Just okay. making sure everything's good and then gonna, you know, check the temp and see what's up, maybe then elevate after I wrap and the stall and all that. But I had to make sure that overnight the pellets, you know, yes. they didn't fall. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. that happens, they don't fall. So I had to make sure we're good, but it's been a, a smooth operator kind of night. So you
0: made some brisket for your birthday. We're at hour twelve. I I know the drive. I can get there by the time you're cutting it.
1: I think so. I mean you could also hop on a plane, they fly direct, you know what I mean? If you if you want to take a nap yourself, you have them up for a few hours like yeah. you mentioned. Uh but there's more than enough to go around.
2: You're officially a married man with yes, children you when you're cooking for your birthday. For your birthday over here. <laughs> that's yes. that's that's a part of being a man <laughs> that's married with kids. You we cook for ourselves on our birthdays.
1: You know you know what, Rudy? Uh I and I went and bought it and, you know, did everything and I and it was you know, the more that I think about what you say or what you said, it's like I got some jalapeno poppers. But as I got them, I was like, "Yeah, it's a big day." Like, you know, like I was all, like, for- kind of doing it for like it was all about what I heard about what I wanted. So uh, yeah, I uh, I've reached that part, not quite mid or late thirties, but flirting with that line uh, as of today. Well, happy birthday, brother! Yes, it's a man, blessing. It's it a is.
0: blessing, and uh, I'm sure you've been blessed a thousand times over, more far more than you've ever deserved. And uh, we we've missed you many more. Uh, as we come into the bye week, now we were talking earlier, RJ, about the Jacksonville Jaguars. You look at them, and the, you know five and two. They're living up to all expectations. And if you'd have told me at week seven, going into the bye week, the Cowboys were five and two, I think I would have said in August, "All right, I'm down. I'm good. I think that's not bad." But I don't feel that way today.
1: Yeah, mm. uh, four and two just before it oh, comes yeah, to you. Sorry. Yeah, um, um, but. Um, I agree with you. Um, you know, the proverbial, like, if we played the schedule out, you know, back in, you know, when we were at the San Antonio Sports Star House in Oxnard, we, we would have said, look, they're probably going to lose to the 49ers. And then you
2: they're know, the Cowboys.
1: They're going to stub their toe. Yeah. Yeah, of the remaining five games, even if they weren't the Cowboys, it's the NFL. Like, weird crap yes. happens. Like, no, and everybody, I think, would have said you, you might lose to the Aaron Rodgers Jets. Again, at the time. Right, at the time. At the time, right. Um, and so, yeah, I agree with you. But it is the the how of how we've gotten here that I think is a bit disconcerting. Um, the offense in particular, um, I mean, they rank 18th right now by DVOA, um, which is struggling. I mean, you're not a top-half offense right now. And – It's cool that on Monday, for the first time, you were required to um, to go all ten rounds, and that you came out on top. But that formula of great defense and just enough—I mean—and not even just enough. I mean, it felt like Dak Prescott scraped every inch off the bottom of the barrel on Monday night, and they barely won. And you know, they still got to play Miami, they still got to play Buffalo, they still got to play Detroit, still got to play Philly twice. And even if you get through all that, you play all these teams in the playoffs, and so. Um, there's a lot of work to be done over this bye week. I I wouldn't celebrate being four too, but but these are are definitely rich people problems to the overall right. point.
2: Stephen Jones joined the Blitz yesterday, and they were asking him about you know if they were looking to make any moves, and kind of nonchalantly said he didn't see like the need for anything right right away. Do you agree with that? You know, Rob and I were kind of saying I don't know what they need offensively, RJ, but I would like them to do something. Now Rudy put it they need a B twelve shot. This is a little just a little B twelve, a little pick me up, a little cup of coffee. I don't know. Or am I or am I reaching?
1: Uh well you don't drink r- coffee, Rudy, so I'm interested No, I, know, drink, all no all I drink I drink it black. I drink it black. That's um, all every now and, but, and then. But um yeah. but I mean look, I think Steven knows that um that the Eagles and Commanders and Giants listen to the blitz. Um mm. and and that they um you know, they can't <laughs> put all true. their cards on the table. Um I, I would be say I would be stunned as a bit of an aggressive way to put it, but I would be surprised if they didn't do something. I mean, they clearly need help at wide receiver. Um, they clearly could use help at corner just because of the, the receiver thing as a result of, you know, Michael Gallup not quite being what you would have wanted. Right. Um, and at corner, obviously, it's a result of the Trayvon Diggs injury and finally having an opportunity to catch your breath there. Um, and, and so this is a team that has been aggressive for the last, you know, 365 days. Obviously, they traded for Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore, and everybody remembers that. They traded for Trey Lance. They traded Kelvin Joseph away from Noah Igbenogany. And everybody got really mad that they didn't make a move at the deadline last year. But a week before the deadline last year, they traded for Jonathan Hankins. That's right. a really big and important part of their run defense. He was the only dude that showed up in San Francisco. And so, I I mean, they know that they're close. They, They know that they have a seat at the table of challengers and contenders. Um, And they have not acted like a team who's willing to rest on their laurels. And so I I would be stunned. It may not be the, like, flashy Patrick Sertan move that a Mm -hmm. lot of people want it to be, but I would be really surprised to a large degree if they didn't do something to improve their roster.
0: That's RJ Ochoa blogging the boys. Make sure you're checking his stuff there on the X, all the socials. If you're a Cowboys fan, you know that you have to follow RJ. Uh, Real quick, why didn't you bring up running back?
1: You know, um, I'm... I did a, a stream in the BR app on Tuesday and talked about trade, you know, ideas and a lot of people to your point were like, Hey, why isn't running back a discussion point? I, I'm kind of surprised that, that all of you, you know, schmucks and Joe's think that running back is a problem. <laughs> um, so is it the I line? Offer... <laughs> At this point, I'm way more willing to give the benefit of the doubt to Tony Pollard and to accept that, you know, they've played six games through the first four. There was constant change along the offensive line. And I'm also willing to give Pollard the benefit of the doubt that I'm personally not too pleased with the offensive scheme and of the offensive play calling. So I'm willing to place responsibility for the faults and failures elsewhere. And, again, like the the way I put it, which I thought was brilliant, um, you know, was if you looked at the players who hold the positions that were currently discussing, t- discussing Tony Pollard, call it Michael Gallup, and call it uh, Jordan Lewis because if you traded for a corner. You would kick Deron Blaine back inside the play right. spot where Jordan Lewis is. So, like, of those three, of Tony Pollard, Michael Gallup, Jordan Lewis, who was the best at their job? It's definitely Tony Pollard. You know what I mean? And so that's why, like, yeah. you know, I, I understand the question. A lot of people want to trade for Derrick Henry, but that's who um, we've been talking I, about. I'll pass on that personally. I'll let you guys put that in your black coffee.
0: Well, it okay. makes some sense. So, if, it's, if the running game in your mind, the, the room is okay. The, then, but there's a problem with the running game.
1: What's up with the I line mean, then? I mean, the line might be a little overrated. Um, mm. Terrence Terrence Steele's getting a little bit worked. Um, you know, it's you know, it's, you, you got to be better. Well, you, know, you Steele didn't no, no, used I've to
2: suck. It. He doesn't suck.
1: He doesn't suck, but he's coming back from injury. You know what I mean? And and plus, you know, again. It's worth mentioning that, you know, one of their games, they played without Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, and Tyler B. And, I mean, they've had this constant game of musical chairs. They've had penalties. You know, they've just – and it's more than just that they've barely played together in terms of games. I mean, I mentioned the Oxnard House. They've barely worked together. I mean, ever. Like, not not just this year, like, ever. Um, So there is a little bit of – you know, it's something like – I, this might be wrong, and there might be a bigger problem there, but I'm willing to give a benefit of the doubt there with regards to these things uh, because we've seen it to different degrees before. I'm willing to bet that that kind of stabilizes. They did play a stout pass rush, obviously, two weeks ago um, in Niners, and it's not like Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack suck. Um, so, I mean, plus Mike McCarthy, as much credit as I want to give him and as much credit as I want to give a fellow recurring guest here on R&R in the morning, I mean – Dude needs to
2: here we go. The crap
1: out. I here mean, we go. You're I've right. I've been I've been very patient with him, and more patient, I think, than most. Um, and we're reaching a point where you know it's starting to get a little bit too difficult to do that.
2: You know what, RJ, I, I'm 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 hesitant to criticize him too because I don't want to say things about him that I wouldn't be willing to say to his face. I, but this is the thing. I the thing I didn't take into account is he looks. Like, you know, players come back from injury rusty. He looks rusty. He, you know, he uh, he can't find his rhythm. Nothing seems to flow. Like, I never took into account that, like, I just figured, like, hey, you know, he's an offensive guy. He'll, just, he'll, he'll grab his play sheet and all will be fine. But he looks rusty and nervous calling every single play. I've never seen a coach look that with that level of anxiety that I saw Monday night in L.A.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like somebody who's like, oh, I took Cal 2 in college. I still have the book. You want me to open it up? And <laughs> that's what it feels like. <laughs> that's know, it. like um, I mean, I think that's some of it. I also think, um, so Jane Slater, who I know is a friend of the station, right. was, um, she was she was on Around the NFL's podcast mm-hmm. on Monday night recapping the game. And I'm paraphrasing here, but she said something along the lines of that she had asked somebody if the way that the plays were being called, if they were done so to mitigate all the interceptions from last year, which were obviously this massive talking point. And she said that the answer that she got was like, I'm not going to talk about that. Like, which was just kind of, you know, interesting and in, in leading her to believe that that may be true. Again, there's a bit of inferring and assuming right. happening here. Um, but I, I don't think, I mean, I'm willing to give some life to that hypothesis. at this point, And I think Me that um, the, the interception chatter was dumb, but it was so loud that, you know, Mike McCarthy's human. It would be impossible if not to ignore and they're so risk-averse in that sense. What? I mean, I wrote this article that will come out today um, about how Dak is not targeting the middle of the field at all. Um, I mean, like, at all, at all, at all. And, dude, I mean, you've got to loosen the purse strings here, Mike. You, I mean, you've got to be willing to challenge. Like, you cannot just nickel and dime your way through against the elite offenses in the NFL. That's not going to be – you cannot live with these sideline dump-off throws week in and week out. You have a quarterback who can make these aggressive goals. You gotta be willing to do it. You gotta be willing to put the ball in harm's way. I think in an effort to, you know, keep ball safe, they've maybe neutered the offense's potential a little bit and we've seen that play out to the first six weeks. Though m- and it's difficult to say because you get well, it both ways. You know, RJ,
0: you hit it on, we've all inferred by everything that has happened that responsibility has either been surrendered or taken from Dak Prescott that there's things that he's just not allowed to do anymore and then they keep acting like no it's same as ever but it's you don't just settle for a field goal there if you if you love your quarterback if you trust your quarterback and we know the situation we're talking about and McCarthy's like no I needed the points you know he justified it I wanted the points I just wanted to get the hell out of there that's a guy who doesn't trust his quarterback
1: I mean I I normally think takes like that are a bit outlandish, but uh, first of all, Robbie T is not an outlandish take person. (laughs) No, he's not. Um, And two, I have a very hard time coming up with, you know, evidence to dispute that claim. You know, it it would just be like to argue. Um, That was one of the more cowardly moves that anyone has made in the NFL this season. I mean, it was really frustrating. Um, And to say that you just want points is also hypocritical because earlier in the Uh game, they went for it on fourth and goal with the, I hate the Tush Push name, and I hate that Dak was like, he didn't push my Tush enough, and everybody thinks it's the funniest thing ever. Um, you said Tush. But, like, you, you were willing to roll the dice there. Like, it is so – if there were three seconds left, like, you, if you really only had, like, a choice between, you know, set, like an opportunity or a guarantee, I can get with you on this. But, like, to to fold like that was so cowardly. Um, and it was either, like, ultimate cowardice, or to your point, Rob, it was not trusting Prescott. And – Look, Mike McCarthy, you've won a Super Bowl. I'm not here to question you. But in today's, like, moment, I trust Dak Prescott more than I trust you. Um, mm, so wow. if, if I have to pick a side, I'm picking the side of the quarterback because he's got a lot more recent history to suggest that he could do this at a high level than you do. Because to Rudy's point, you know, you're still dusting off the cobwebs on all this. And, and we have no, you know, I, I said coming in this year, we were going to find out. We were going to get – you know, one way or another, an answer on, on whether Mike McCarthy was an answer as far as an offensive play caller overall mindset to kind of lead this team. And we're a very small sample size of the way through. But so far, I mean, how can you not be ready to see something else on offense? And uh, the only thing that worked out for him was that Kellen Moore's offense was stymied. Because if Kellen Moore's offense had gone off, this would be a very, Ooh. very long Good point.
2: Hey, RJ, we're joined by RJ Ochoa, blogging the boys. RJ, this can you let Micah know you're a lot closer to the team than I am? Can you let him know that we've all used the Cowboys as talking points well before he got here? <laughs> and if we will use the Cowboys talking points and content well after he's gone. I know, I, look, I can appreciate him carrying the flag like, y'all talk about us too much and, yeah, like, just just cut it out and Clarence Hill is backing him up like ESPN is coming for Micah because, you know, they use the Cowboys so much. It's always been this way, R.J., and it's going to be this way after Micah's long gone.
1: So I have complicated emotions about this okay. because um, if it weren't for the the Cowboys machine, there would not be bread on my table. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm dependent on that. I feel you. Um, I feel you. I also I also think there's a, a heavy level of irony in Micah saying this on his personal podcast, um, you know, that C.J. Watt doesn't have, that Miles Garrett doesn't have, you know what I mean? And there are players who who like Vaughn Miller has a personal podcast is court as well oh, okay. but 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 Vaughn has you know done some incredible things you I mean you either have to be like this exceptional you know kind of case or play for the Dallas Cowboys um, I do agree with him to an extent um, in that you're not treated fairly it's fine if you want to and I don't mean to play the victim in any sense but um, if you want to talk about them and lambast them and roast them, that's fine. But but hold the same standard, I think would be the the claim that's fair. Uh, because if you know Dak had had the game that Justin Herbert had had, he would be the the person getting ridiculed all week long. But Justin Herbert gets to skate by. I mean, Dak Prescott won. Um, and I for as, as just an example, I co-host a podcast with the me at SB Nation that runs our Eagles side. He came in on our episode this week and made a bigger deal. About the Dak Prescott misthrow to Tony Pollard, um, and said that if the Cowboys had lost, that that would have been the biggest moment in the game. Made a bigger deal about that than Jalen Hurts' three interceptions, the final of which literally did lose the game. Um, So, I mean, I don't again mean to say like, woe is me, and you know, stop being mean to the Cowboys, but. If you're gonna drag them for this, do it by all means. Like lead your shows and segments with it, but drag the other teams are giving you just as much material to work with as
0: well. You know, Amen. Uh, Amen water is wet. It's gonna be light after it's dark, and you're gonna give the Cowboys too much credit and too much blame. That's just that's never going Been to change. Way. And it and I think you brought up the most important part of this. That but for the platform that the Cowboys are, Micah's not doing what he's doing. I, I mean, he doesn't get that podcast. I don't care how good you are. You, you, if the if the Cowboys are um, five hundred team, ain't nobody following up. It, it's just not there.
1: Micah's a really eccentric personality, and so I I do think he would find a way to shine elsewhere. But if Micah were who he was for the Carolina Panthers, it, I mean, is it, it's, is it's everything the yeah. same? You know no. what I mean? Keekly. Like it's just it's. I mean, yeah. Like, You're Keekly.
0: You'd not, retire. And we barely miss you.
1: You you have to be like I'm saying an extraordinary personality to find a way if you play. like think about like the Richard Shermans or the Marlon Lynch's like you, you have to really stand out um, and be an elite player if you're playing for one of these maybe not small markets but not Tiffany brand franchises but if, right. if you play for the Cowboys it is an admitted Nas boost there's there's no doubt about
0: that. I want to circle back to something we were talking about with uh, Jerry and and the play calling of McCarthy we saw this week Frank Reich either gave up or had it taken uh, play calling uh for his team can you imagine a scenario where mccarthy would give it up or have it taken from him
1: i mean it did happen in green bay um he did see the play calling duties and then he regretted it and said he never would again and then he you know came into dallas and, and let kellen Moore have it um so there is technically precedent um but at this point i i think it would be done yeah. i really do to, to take because you have to see this through you have to know you you have to be able to at the end of whether it's this year or whenever the mike mccarthy year. you have to be willing to say we gave it it's it's total and true effort and we learned that it was not the right way to go we made a mistake but at least you know the worst thing to do would be you know, to sit here in march and be like dude we only let mike call the games you know for six weeks you know what i mean like what what if what if he was starting to figure it out? Like mm-hmm. I, I recognize how foolish that sounds to people right now, but you have you're you're in the middle you're in the middle of the brisket smoke. Go, don't go open it right <laughs> no, now. Don't open I can't it. Change it. You know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> it's just you got to let it be the way it is. Uh, but I will say, kind of to Micah's point on your question, Rob, I the take I heard on Frank Reich this week was, oh well, this is Frank Reich just like understanding that he has to delegate things <laughs> as a head coach. Versus if Mike gave up play calling, it would be. This is a disaster. He's a failure. I mean, it's just there is a a, a kind of buffer for different.
2: Um I, I I know because it's the Cowboys we want to act like, well, we got to watch out for those Rams." Uh, me I'm I'm just a I'm just a media guy, I'm just a fan. They're going to beat the Rams. Like, bring on Philly. Like, let, let's see a, let's see a good division matchup. I, and I felt the same way with the Chargers. Like, look, I know that was a close game, but again, just looking at their credit report. If I look at the credit report, they don't lose two in a row and we want, and they're going to be coming off of a buy. I think they beat the Rams. I just like, I'm going to pull a, I'm going to pull a CD lamb and just bring on Philly. I mean, I, I know we want to talk about it and make it out to be a thing, but I, the Rams aren't very good.
1: I, um, I'm kind of with you. Um, I'd be, you know, interested to see what the line is, but I'd say it's probably something like Dallas three and a half, Dallas something like four, that um, at home. Um, yeah, they should win. And the Philly game, though, unlike the Niners, it doesn't carry the same juice as the Niners game. I, mean, I heard you, you say that, that on and Up and
2: Adam, I, and I, I was I almost, I almost threw my laptop. But okay, I I kind of see where you're coming from.
1: I, I mean, they Dak is eight and three against the Eagles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's not this, and I, I I'm not trying to drag them or disrespect them, but like, th- there is not this like you know hill they can't go over when it comes to the Eagles. The way there is with the Niners. The Niners are their daddies. Um, the Eagles are their little brother. Um, and so, like, that's just the difference in, you know, this disposition. And plus, <laughs> even if they lose, oh, no, this stinks. We'll see you in a month. You know what I mean? Like, it's it will work, you know.
2: But it, this is Mike McCarthy run, Dak, though. Isn't this a different Dak now? I, I think care, you're bringing me Dak? along. To, you're bringing me along to decide that Mike McCarthy has made Dak digress.
1: Yeah, but Dak has also been Jason Garrett Dak and beat the Eagles. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, you can put any kind of handicap you want on him and he'll be fine. Um, but, yeah, the Eagles game will be intense. Um, hopefully there isn't a rangers Phillies World Series happening at the same time because uh, I don't know that Dallas-Philly Twitter could survive that overall onslaught against one of the plus. I hope the Astros are in it. But, um, yeah, I mean – the, the next four weeks before Thanksgiving, you got the Rams at Philly, the Giants, and then you're in Carolina to see the Frank Reichless Panthers um, to a degree. I mean, it'd be hard to not walk into Thanksgiving Day at 7-3 and three at worst.
0: It better be in good true shape that, for that. True that. Sunday night, Dolphins-Eagles.
2: You're excited about that. No, you're more excited about Astros-Rangers uh, than that game. I can tell by his face. By the time they're playing, that now, series will be done.
1: I'm excited. Um, I do think... I almost made the Dolphins my lock of the week. They're getting two points. Um, I mean, look, again, the Eagles are really benefiting from the Cowboys machine right now. Mm-hmm. The Eagles have really struggled. And I know that everybody hyped the bills up when they went to Buffalo as a, how are they getting points kind of thing. And then they got blasted. But that offense is just insane. And I, I really would, from an standpoint, like to see them get up early like 14 point 17 point lead i'd like to see what the eagles offense looks like when they have to play from behind like that we haven't seen them in that position in a long time and obviously i prefer that they lose but i'm interested to see what that would look like but i'll still take the Dolphins.
0: they'll uncork julio jones That is RJ. I'm here to dominate. (laughs) He is here to dominate. Let him dominate. Happy birthday, brother. Dominate that birthday. Post a picture of that beautiful brisket and happy birthday to one of our favorite guys, RJ Ochoa. You know, I'm going to utilize, I'm going to leverage you, RJ. If you want to continue to know that RJ is on Fridays, make sure you are subscribing to us. You get RJ, you liked us, and you know there's some food involved with that. Thanks for stopping by, RJ. Have yourself a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you next week.
1: I love you both. I love everyone there. I hope you each find a piece of brisket, whether it's on the floor, (laughs) plate, or in your mind.